All right, how's it going, everyone? Thank you for joining me on a new episode of Best and Worst Track of the Week on the Music Reviewer Podcast. My name is Josh uh, for the week of April 24th. Uh, and yes, I know if you're paying attention, uh, this is coming out a bit late. I had a bit of like an eventful weekend, uh, sort of. Um, not that that's important. But yeah, I hope everyone's doing well. And thanks for once again tuning in to Best and Worst Track of the Week. If you're new to Best and Worst Track of the Week, all Best and Worst Track of the Week is a weekly segment where I take all new entries into the Billboard Hot 100, grade each of them with a letter grade, uh, and take one that's the worst and then one that's the best. This week is uh, filled with some uh, interesting stuff overall, uh, a mini album bomb from Taylor Swift. And I'm sure you know if you're semi-conscious uh, and not living under a rock, she re-released Fearless uh, and re-recorded it. Um, with uh, her own cuts because she doesn't own the legally the uh, final masters of the original album, which is a whole issue in itself. But, uh, you know, here it is. Of course, it was popular. But also we got some stuff from 21 Pilots. Kevin Gates, I think, first time these artists are featured on the podcast. Um, also, Doja Cat and SZA, Polo G, if that interests you in the slightest, stick around. Uh, I'm doing some track reviews from those artists. And yeah, uh, pretty good week this week. Not much of a chore to get through it. In comparison to last week, I will say uh, probably the general quality, like the general consensus of what came out, in my opinion, is just it's a bit more positive. Uh, nothing I really hated this week. Uh, if anything, I was just lukewarm on some stuff, and I really dug the best track this week. Uh, but just before we get started, I want to let everyone know a new episode of the album review series dropped. Um, an album review from the band Small Black with the album Cheap Dreams. I thought that was a pretty solid effort from this um, New York synth pop, dream pop act, Small Black. If you're interested at all in that review, it is out now. Um, you can check it out on YouTube or your preferred streaming service. Check out the album, but also check out the review if you have some time. I really digged Small Black's discography overall. And also last week, I released a uh, YouTube-only version of the podcast um, where I just reviewed some tracks, some more new uh, new tracks from like the indie and alt side of things uh, that you know I would usually listen to maybe on my personal life. Um, some tracks from Girl in Red, Dark Side, London Grammar, Dayglow. Um, was thinking I was gonna put that out on the podcast side, but I put it out on YouTube first. Uh, it seems like it did all right on YouTube, but um, I think I'm just gonna leave it on YouTube for now. Um, but yeah, some more, uh, I guess, variety in terms of like the track review stuff and something different than what you'd get on Best and Worst Track of the Week. It's out on the YouTube channel. Just search the Music Reviewer Podcast and uh, you should find the channel that way. And also, just in case you didn't listen to last week's Best and Worst Track of the Week, I covered some Olivia Rodrigo on that, some Roddy Rich, um, Lil TJ, uh, Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato, uh, and then BTS if you're interested in some track reviews from those artists. Um, best track ended up being from Demi Lovato and Ariana Grande. Worst track from Lil TJ. Uh, that episode's up if you are interested in listening to that as well. But anyways, let's go ahead and uh, go into some highlights for this week. Overall, I think this, um, overall, other than there being uh, a mini album bomb this week on the charts, um, on the Billboard Hot 100, uh, this week kind of felt like a big shift, especially with the new number one with uh, Popstar. Uh, by Polo G, I reviewed that this week, uh, so you'll hear that uh, track review here in a bit. Um, but also, Leave the Door Open, down to number three. 
I'm kind of surprised that's sticking um, as high as it is right now. Um, even though Bruno Mars is on there, uh, especially with like the collaboration with Anderson Pack and the retro sound, I didn't expect this to be as popular and prominent right now, but it is. Um, not too much else on the top ten, honestly. Um, Blinding Lights is finally out of the top ten. Uh, I thought that was interesting because it's been on there for over a year um, uh, at this point, And it seems like it was never really going to go down out of it. And um, it kind of, it might go back up for all I know, but uh, that happened. So uh, that's why I kind of feel like it's kind of like a pivot point on the charts right now. I feel like we're kind of going into summer and summer's going to do its thing and just destroy everything that is on here right now. Uh, also, some several tracks from DMX, Return to the Top uh, the top 100 or hot 100 this week, uh, of course, because uh, his late passing. So uh, rest in peace to DMX. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, we had him return uh, under these circumstances. Uh, the Good Ones by Gabby Barrett up to number 19 after a while of being on the chart. I honestly, I did not think this track was great at all. Uh, I think I might have got it worst track of the week when I reviewed it. Um, and it, it just sounds like you know bad christian pop um so yeah uh don't know really what to say on that other than uh i don't know how the hell that this is catching on and who's listening to it uh heat waves by glass animal up to 40 glass animals up to 41 i've been calling it that this track is gonna do something and it keeps on climbing i don't know when it's finally gonna go back down but Hell, at this point, if it cracks the top quarter, I'm not surprised. Uh, Made for You by Jake Owen, up to 43. This uh, country track that dropped maybe about a month ago. Um, or may entered the Hot 100 about a month ago. Uh, catching prominence. When I heard it, I was just like, yeah, this is going to catch on on Nashville country radio. And it seems like it is. Dancing with the Devil, down to 98. It's almost out. Um, that subpar Demi Lovato track I covered last week. Uh, yeah, that, that, that went out as fast as it came in. Put Your Records On by, uh, Rit Momney, finally out of the charts. That thing was a, you know, it had its season or so of relevance and, uh, it did its thing. But at the end of the day, it was just, uh, a kind of not so great cover of, uh, a good track. We'll just say that. Whoopty by CJ finally out. Fuck CJ, he's a mediocre rapper, and I hope he just stays out. Film out by BTS. This was surprising. Out as well. So, I, like I predicted, not a very good BTS cut. It's it's out. Um, Body by Megan The Stallion. Out as well. Her, uh, I guess, banger from her previous album uh, is finally, I guess, lost relevance. And As I Am by Justin Bieber and Khalid. The, one of the terrible tracks off of the latest Justice Justin Bieber album. Uh, I, I did not like this track at all, and I'm glad it's out. So, uh, yeah, those are just some highlights, and let's go ahead and uh, get to the track reviews. All right, so first track that came in this week is uh, Taylor Swift with The Way I Loved You, Taylor's version at 94. Uh, on this track, uh, I'm digging the organic uh, added string orchestration on here and instrumentation. Uh, the opening guitar riff uh, is a bit of a surprise as well. I thought it was pretty energetic and prominent. Uh, there's also some thin melodic mini guitar interludes uh, that were added in as well that are a bit brief. Um, but anyways, an overall genuine live sound to the production and instrumentation. Uh, not bad on that front. The track is pretty straightforward. It's kind of like the pop rock side of Taylor Swift. When she executes it, when she executes it right, it's not bad. I give it a B. 
Next track, Shy Away by 21 Pilots 87. Uh, officially, maybe the first track I'm covering on this podcast ever of 21 Pilots. Um, I will say, as of late, like, there's stuff lately, ever since they released that one album with, like, the yellow album cover, um, a few years ago. The, the stuff has been sticking with me a bit more. I don't know if it's because they're kind of just embracing a certain sound. Um, but this track definitely has, like, a sense of alt-rock to it with, like, a lot of syncopated rhythmic ideas and clean guitars. Also, it sounds just pretty clean in general. Every texture and voice is quite, is quite clear. Uh, very strokes-like as well, especially with the tight mechanical drumming. Uh, it feels like it's kind of cut and paste from that sort of thing on uh, any given stroke song that has that sort of uh, drumming going on. The bridge is a nice change with the breakdowns and the grit too. It's just a bit brief, but uh, the track's solid overall. I didn't have a problem with it. I give it a B+. Next track, Big Gangsta by Kevin Gates, 81. Uh, first time I'm pretty sure covering Kevin Gates on here. Other than uh, Two Phones, I don't really know much of his discography. Uh, but Gates' Gates's husky delivery is pretty fitting over this beat. Uh, I dig the dreamy and murky melodic elements in the instrumental. The flow is pretty captivating all throughout, and it's energetic at least. And also, there's just a nice, there's some nice melodic ideas thrown in the course as well. It's a bit hooky. I give this track a B. Next track off of Taylor's version at 75, uh, You Belong With Me. If you were alive um, in the early 2010s or late 2000s, uh, you know this track. Uh, it was inescapable, especially with uh, how uh, how unique it was at the time with uh, it blowing up essentially uh, as a pop hit for Taylor when originally it was obviously a country song. Uh, but there was a, I guess, a sort of like remix or recut that made it more popular and it was played all over basically top 40 radio. Uh, this is the track redone again. This version definitely has hints of maturity. Taylor's vocals are a bit more relaxed and refined. There's a big drum sound, quote unquote, uh, that makes the track have a lot of presence. Uh, I love the little guitar embellishments thrown in on this track. It holds true to the original cut, in my opinion, but with just a little bit more swag. Taylor just sounds like uh, she's just like this wise, mature artist at this point, uh, you know, kind of just uh, putting a, a nice little touch on these tracks um, in just like a slight, slightly different way. The track just has a bit of a brighter color as well, so I give this track a B. Next track, uh, Fearless, Taylor's version at 71. Um, another classic Taylor cut, uh, obviously, with it being from this album, the title track of the album. Um, uh, and I was, I, like I said on the last uh, track, uh, you, you definitely hear the maturity here. It's quite clear on this version. Her vocal tone on this track is just a bit huskier. It just sounds like a different artist almost, but it's still the same Taylor. The production style makes it sound a bit more present as well, kind of like a late 90s to 2000s country flavor, like a, a Shania Twain type of thing. Uh, I love the typical country twang on the guitar that this track featured especially in the solos some nice warm bass tones that come through with some melodic flavor at times solid track i give it a b all right so next track kiss me more featuring scissor um by doja cat and number seven uh kind of surprised this track kind of came in as high even though i guess these two are big names at this point and uh i am surprised that uh with them respectively being modern R&B artists, they are still a bit different in terms of like the overall aesthetic they present on most tracks. Um, 
so yeah, interesting collab. The track is essentially a dancey R&B cut structured by what I think is a thin guitar sample. Um, where we get uh, rapper Doja coming in on here. Her rapping is not bad on here. And also her whispery vocals fit in quite nicely as well. The track seems to aim to have like a sort of punchiness to it as well. Uh, it's a nice sounding track. Not sure if it's memorable though, uh, even though these two artists are, you know, good in themselves. I just don't know if like it's something that we're going to be remembering a few years from uh, down the road. So I give this track B. Next track, Rap Star by Polo G at number one. Um, this one's a head scratcher. Even though this song is essentially just like a modern day trap song that you would expect to do well on the charts, given especially it's done by Polo G who seems to be in and out of the charts every so often. Um, but this track, it just like, it lacks a sort of uh, unique flavor or signature sound to it, where you would be like, oh yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's Polo G. Um, had I not known this was Polo G, I think I would have had a hard time really picking out um, who this artist was when I first listened to it. And there's some issues to it. Um, I don't like the knocky snare on this beat. It's a bit unpleasant to hear every other beat. Uh, the back and forth uh, between the singing and the rapping is done quite smoothly. It's done with a bit of um, technical prowess. Uh, but the delivery can just be a little bit monotonous. A little to no angst uh, coming from Polo G. The guitar loop on this beat can be a bit played out as well. It's uh, just a bit annoying after a while. Not sure how to feel about this track overall. Because it's not terrible. But uh, I don't know what's giving it its prominence. Other than maybe it's doing well on TikTok. That seems to be the explanation to unknowns at this point but yeah i give this track a c plus and yeah now we are at that point where i just give you the best orange track of the week uh given that this is like a mini album bomb quote unquote uh it was to no surprise to me that we'd, we'd get a best track of the week from taylor swift but unfortunately she has a worst track of the week but in no way shape or form is this track awful um i just didn't find it to be all that standout, especially in the context of this reissue. Um, this this track is 15, uh, Taylor's version. Um, and, you know, the track just keeps a lot of its original charm, which I guess isn't a bad thing on a paper, but it's not the most exciting track to me remake as well. Uh, you can sort of sense that the original anthemic nature that this track had naturally to it isn't really being sold as hard by Taylor on this cut. Uh, if I had to guess, when she decided to, you know, redo Fearless, she might have been rolling her eyes uh, at having to re-record this and re-perform this. But I do dig the natural instrumentation for the most part that's being presented on here, the mandolins and guitars. But yeah, the track is just a bit too similar to the original. And at the end of the day, I think it was maybe done a little bit reluctantly. But that's just my thoughts. But best track of the week, Forever and Always by Taylor Swift, Taylor's version. Uh, this track has been a banger since day one, especially with the original cut. Uh, I'll admit it, even when I was a teenage uh, boy, um, this was my guilty pleasure, this track. I don't know when I first was exposed to it. I do. I will say that Taylor's earlier work I was a fan of. Um, you know, I'm sure most people can say that when they're my age, especially around that time. Um, this is like late middle school, early high school. Um, but yeah, this track just came out swinging even harder. Uh, the track keeps uh, its original pop nature, but just a bit more angstier. 
the jump track is even a bit angstier as well. It made this particular cut that much greater. Uh, it's The sound is just big and warm at times as well. They're, the sliding melodic bass line stuck around uh, just as nicely and played with a little bit more, uh, for lack of a better term, pizzazz. Um, the rich vocal harmonizations are excellent as well. The gritty guitar solo is a nice touch to this version. And the crackles in her voice even, those little things uh, stick out great. And it just makes this track in combination with like Taylor's Legacy just all that more special. So uh, congrats to Taylor on putting out an even better version of an already great song. I'm sure that's not easy to do. So yeah, best track of the week goes to Fever and Always uh, by Taylor Swift. And yeah, if you stuck around with me to the end of this episode, thanks for listening to this episode of Best and Worst Track of the Week on the Music Reviewer Podcast. Uh, if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe if you like what you heard. Uh, also, give some feedback, good or bad, if you want. Uh, and then also subscribe on your preferred listening service. Uh, nonetheless, that's all uh, for this week. I'll see you guys later.